it's goodbye. Good night. Good night. Adieu. Adieu. Goodbye. Goodbye. Night. Do. Bye. Bye. Night. Do. Bye. Bye. Night. Do. Bye. Bye. Night. Do. Bye. Bye. Hashtag. Night. Do. Bye. Bye. I'm Sean Braswell. And this is episode 20 of Wilson Arts and Beyond, a podcast of Wilson Arts in Wilson, North Carolina. Today we're excited to talk with David Winstead, Brianna Smith, and Michael Blackman about Wilson Arts and the Singer Studio's summer production of The Sound of Music. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hey guys, how you doing? So can we just start off with each of you introduce yourself and say who you play or how you're involved in this production? So they're pointing at me, so I'll go first. I'm David Winstead. I'm the director of the show. Uh, excited to be back this year. Cinderella was a ton of fun last year. Uh, Sound of Music was going so well. So I'm, I'm the director. I kind of just sit around and say, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Hey, guys, we're running late. Let's pick it up. Um, so really, I'm, I'm just kind of the, the manager of the, the Insane Asylum. And Sebastian, are you causing trouble? We, we have our buddy Sebastian the dog here. So yay. I was feeding him. And he we love Sebastian. <laughs> So I'll hand it over to Michael. If you're panting, uh, it's not me. It's not me, I promise. <laughs> it's Sean. He's just really excited. That's right. I'm Michael Blackman, and I'm playing Captain Von Trapp in this year's production. Last year, I played uh, the Prince in Cinderella. It was a blast, so now I'm back. I am Brianna Smith. I'm playing Maria in this production, and it is my first production back in Wilson since being away at Western Carolina. So glad to be back. Go Catamounts. Yeah. Oh, you know. I know I didn't go there, but I know they are. I almost went there. Uh, so before we delve into the show, can we kind of get a little bit of... David, we've heard from you before, so we kind of know your origin uh, story, but can we get an origin story from you guys and kind of how you got started in theater, uh, that sort of thing? Looks like Brianna's the chosen one. All right. Well, I believe it was 2012. My mom wanted to find an activity outside of soccer and dance for me to do, and... We happened upon Act for Youth, so I was in The Diary of Anne Frank as costume hair and makeup, and from then on out, I did Act for Youth until I graduated from high school and went to Western Carolina to get my BFA in musical theater and a minor in dance, and now I want to make a career out of it, so yeah. (laughs) Michael? Uh, So I started enjoying musical theater when I was much younger. I I saw Farmville Community Arts Council production of um, Fiddler on the Roof. I think I was seven or eight when when they did that. And uh, I just I fell in love with it. I didn't get on stage at that point. I waited until I was in high school. But um, in the time between that and high school, I had a lot of exposure to theater through um, my various teachers. My very first marching band show, I'm a music teacher in at um, Aiden Griffin High School and I'm band director but my very first marching band show as a student was based off the Jekyll and Hyde musical Um, it was so much fun and like I remember the last day of band camp our band director let us watch the musical on the um, screen in the auditorium Uh, the David Hasselhoff DVD if you haven't seen it it's uh, absolutely uh, special (laughs) it's very special I I love it Um, so I've always loved theater and when I, my senior year in high school, I decided to audition for stuff at Farmer Community Arts Council. I got cast as young Scrooge in that production of Scrooge. And then that spring, got to play um, King Herod in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, and then um, 
that summer before going off to ECU as a music ed major, I built props for ECU summer theater. I got an internship doing that. So I got involved with the tech side of things and just kind of kept trying to be involved as much as I could. Um, my first teaching job out at Washington High School involved music directing their shows. So I did Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Mary Poppins with them. And then when the opportunity came up uh, in 2017 to audition for Hairspray in Greenville at Magnolia Art Center. I did that show, which was a ton of fun. And I just, you know, kind of kept doing shows uh, whenever I could. And as life has opened some opportunities, I'm taking them. Um, but yeah, I've always loved theater and love music. And this is just part of what I do. So, David, uh, most of us know what The Sound of the Music is about, or we've seen the movie and everything else. It is based around kind of the rumblings ahead of World War II in Austria. But really, when, it, when you get down to the, the brass tacks of it, it's a story that is about, you know, community, unity, family, you know, love, and music. It's timeless and, uh, and right now timely. Um, you know, a lot of the correlations that go to the things going on in the world right now with uh, situation in, in Ukraine. It's very similar to, as discussed in the show, the, the Anschluss that happened of Germany taking over Austria. So it's really been an interesting thing from an, you know, an objective outside artist looking at it and saying, wow, okay, we're doing something that does kind of relate to the real world. So it's, it's been kind of fun to explore all this and think about all those things, but it's, it's about a dude with seven kids whose wife died and, you know, new wife. <laughs> So uh, in your introductions, you told us what characters you guys are playing. Can you tell us a little more about your character and kind of what they go through in this show? I'm the chosen one this time. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm playing Captain Von Trapp. Um, and he goes on a kind of interesting journey throughout the course of the show. He starts off kind of dissociated from his kids. I mean, they are a part of his life, but not something that he spends uh, a lot of time with because they remind him too much of his ex-wife or his, uh, uh, his. So it brings up a lot of hard memories and it really takes this uh, experience with Maria coming in and reintroducing music into the household and reminding him what he loves about his family that reignites the passion and the love that he has for his kids. And uh, to the point where when, you know, the Anschluss happens, he sees the importance of protecting his kids at all, all costs. Um, and that's kind of what makes this ending of the show uh, possible is because he's willing to, you know, go over the mountains and keep his kids safe. Spoiler. Spoiler. Hashtag spoiler if alert. If you haven't seen the show. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, You'd came be out, surprised. What, 56? The movie came out in 56? I mean, I'm going to... The confession. On, I've bro. seen this day show before, but I have never seen the movie. Well, and that's how a lot of people that I've talked to, you know, out in public, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm aware of it, but I've never actually watched the movie. It's one of those assumptions. Everyone's like, oh, everyone's seen The Sound of Music. And it's like, well, if you haven't, it's a classic. If you haven't, you should come see this one because my mother good. had the two uh, VHS tapes of it. So yes. As soon as uh, uh, right after the wedding cuts off, you have to eject, put the new tape in. Well, just like <laughs> yep. Yeah. Kind of like Titanic when that came out. Yeah, it was good times. Brianna, can you tell us a little bit about your character? Um, yeah, so Maria um, 
we, we did a little bit of character discussion at the beginning of this process and figured out by Googling what actually happened to the real Maria's parents that her parents died. So she is now living in an abbey, devoting her life to God and doing everything that she can to become a nun. And she really doesn't fit in with everyone at the abbey and she's not really meant to be a nun. Um, that's in the grand scheme of things, not God's plan for her, so to speak. And um, so she causes a lot of trouble in the abbey, and the mother abbess sees that, and the mother abbess sees a lot of her younger self in Maria, and um, she decides that she wants to, you know, give her an opportunity to find who she really is. And in that opportunity, she goes and becomes the governess for the Von Trapp children, and the captain and she doesn't realize it but that's her calling is to be a mother and to share the love of music and the love of the world around her with those that she cares about most and she's just a free-spirited young woman who has a lot of trouble with the captain at first because she doesn't understand how a man can have these beautiful children in front of him and not realize how each of them is individually amazing in their own way. Um, so she has to put him in, a pl in his place a little bit. You mentioned how you and David started talking about the character beforehand uh, and like how you developed that. So I'm curious, how did you and Michael develop your characters? Like what's your process? And then David, I want to kind of hear about your process of putting the show together. So we're going to start have, with Brianna. You guys have to go first. Stop looking at me. Okay. Personally, I like to look at iconic people that have played the role in the past and look at how they make certain choices as well as tying in my own personality to the character to make my own version of the character. That's how I approach all of the characters that I play in shows. But um, there's a lot of character study that goes into like, why does she want what she wants in each scene? How is she going to achieve what she wants? Um, and her interactions with... Gee, Sean. <laughs> and um, what each person's relationship is with her. There's just a lot of questions that you need to ask yourself as the actor to get answers to um, in order to build that character. Okay, go, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Michael has to go next. Oh. Um, so, you know, the majority of the captain's story is him, you know, falling in love, which is something that, you know, I think that I have a lot of, I've, I've had the experience of. Um, so really coming up with the, the first act mindset of what the captain's going through and where his mind is when, you know, he is dealing with his kids reminding him of his, um, his, his dearly departed wife. And I think I've spent a lot of time just thinking about the different ways that people uh, handle grief and when things remind them of someone that they've lost and stirring up those memories of someone that's lost. Um, how little things like for the captain, it's his kids. They, he sees his wife in his, the faces of his kids. Um, but for some people it's, you know, the color of the, that was painted, the, that you painted the kitchen that can remind you of someone that you've lost and kind of dealing with that same kind of sense of emotion. Um, so really trying to bring that to the way the captain looks at his kids until 
he hears them sing and it flips it and it kind of changes his outlook. Um, so that was a big uh, part of my process. I'm really bad at answering these. <laughs> really. Well, I mean, even the sound of music itself is music makes people, reminds people of oh, things wait. that happened in their past. And that's, that just, just kidding guys. It didn't just click, but I thought it would be a good <laughs> moment in the podcast. Um, what happened? Huh? It's raining. What happened? Yeah. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and sorry. Brown paper packages tied uh, up with string. Edelweiss only grows above the tree line on mountains. So you have to climb up above the tree lines to get Edelweiss. Yeah, you have to <gasps> climb every mountain. So you have to climb every mountain to reach your Edelweiss. And it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. So my thing was what? Like my process in doing shows? Well, the be- I'm not going to do the long answer because I can go on forever about it. But basically, it's just um, we're telling a story. Every every play, every musical, uh, you know, in, in my mind, every piece of art where you're telling a story, the reason it's written, the reason it's created is because it's the most important story in the characters' lives. They have other stories, but this is the most interesting, most important one. So this is the most important story of Maria, the captain, and the children's lives. They may do more important, great things, but everything that happens that happened before or happens after this story is affected by or is in service of this story. This whole thing is is you know allowing the actors to bring themselves to it and just keep everything together. It's tell a good story. That's what everything comes down to. We are storytellers. Yeah. Mind blown again. So is there a particular uh uh part of the show that each one of you as an individual is excited about is there a certain song you like to sing or dance or being off stage at this point in time or i'll let you guys go first personally and nothing against you michael or anyone else in the cast but i love working with the kids um they just have so much energy and they're so fun to work with so do re me lonely goat herd anything to do with them they've I've basically adopted all seven of them at this point. Um, and I want to go into children's theater. So I really gravitate towards being able to have fun and let my inner kid have fun with them. So my favorite scene in the entire show, and this is something that I don't think that David or Brianna know, um, is uh, when Maria confronts the captain about the way he treats his children. <laughs> I have a blast during that scene. Oh, I and know. It's such a like gut wrenching moment where the captain is forced to like look at himself in the mirror, um, and it's such a like fun time as an actor. So you want to know something? That's one of my least favorite parts of the show because <laughs> I feel so bad having to yell in your face like that. Oh, it overall that that scene where we we get on the terrace in Act One, uh, everything from the emergence of Elsa, uh, who's been played by Zamirko Kearney, and she is. Brilliant. Killing it. Wonderful. And then the amazing work that uh, Seth Green is doing is Max Detweiler. The yes. two of them being introduced in that scene and the relationship with Captain being built and then Maria coming in and the kids and all these things kind of come together. And we finally get, you know, some some conflict in the show, some real conflict. And that the moment there with with what you're talking about, Michael, it's every night. It's just brilliant. Uh, and it's all the all the actors working in service of a moment that really brings it together. But my favorite moment in the entire show. I think, quite honestly, it is during the party, the ballroom scene, 
Uh, and it is when uh, Kurt, uh, played by Evan Whitehead, uh, dances with Maria. It is <laughs> honestly my heart melts because it is just the like the most adorable thing. He's so and, sweet. And, and yeah. just and just with the dance, it's it's you know they're they're dancing it so well, and all the other dancers are on stage are doing great. But it's just the, the the sweetness in that moment, and then it, just that whole moment there is just really nice. Evan has great timing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely great timing. Yeah. I love doing that with him too because he's the same age as my little brother. So I look at it as if I'm dancing with my little brother and it's just makes your heart melt. Sugar straight to the veins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, what do you guys have planned for your future? Do you have any other shows in mind or kind of what's your next steps in life? Anybody can go want first? Me to go first? Okay. Um, well, I have actually recently started a new nonprofit, uh, the Singer Studio Production Product Project. Wow, I can't talk. It's been a long day. Um, but we are going to be doing our first production this uh, winter. Uh, we're going to be doing a production of Christmas Carol, and we're really excited to do it in the studio. Uh, so look for more details to come. We're also starting uh, an improv troupe led by JB Yankoski. Um, so if you're interested, please contact S2P2 Inc. Inc at gmail.com to get more information. Uh, and then, you know, figuring out next steps, still interviewing for things for next year. So yeah, shows. Mm-hmm. Next. Well, when the show closes and before, I think it's, I we're moving the first week in August. So I'm moving to Illinois. Oh. Hopefully going to be finding some opportunities there. Um, we're moving there mostly because there are job opportunities for both of us. Boring, you know, everyday jobs, but the pay is really good and we both want to have our own businesses. We as in me and my significant other. Um, so I want to have my own business someday, uh, with a similar, um, (laughs) mission. Mm-hmm. Mission. There we go. Word. That's that's a good word for it. With a similar um, mission as Act for Youth, where I would have singing, dancing, and acting classes for the kids, as well as offering shows for all ages. Um, because I just I I found a passion in teaching while I was at school. I thought I wanted to use my degree to perform, but I think there's so much more of a reward teaching and passing on that passion to kids and other people than there is performing, which I love performing, but teaching is just where it's at. There is. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. Teaching is where it's at. <laughs> and as a high school music teacher, <laughs> got a very busy year set up with um, the stuff at my school. Uh, we have you know full marching band season coming up. And then we're looking at whether or not we're going to do a spring musical. We've done one. We did one last year. We did one the year or two years before that. The one before was canceled because of COVID. Um, so trying to see, see if that's going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, then I hope to be out here and audition for Playhouse Wilson's You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, because that falls about in the same slot as our spring musical at our school normally falls. Um, and this is being recorded on July 8th. So a year from today, I will be getting married. So that's a, that's, yeah, fun times. So David, can you tell our listeners uh, the Date, time of the show, and how they can purchase tickets. So the show goes up July 14th, 15th, and 16th at 7.30 right here in historic downtown Wilson at the Edna Boykin Cultural Center. And then also Sunday the 17th at 3 p.m. 
also on historic downtown Wilson at the Edna Boykin Cultural Center. Yeah, I got all those words in there. I've been doing this a while. Um, tickets can be purchased online at the door at Wilson Arts. You should go check out. There's an awesome, and I mean genuinely awesome, sculpture exhibition there right now. And also the juried uh, show is coming up soon. They're taking applications for that. So lots of great stuff happening uh, here with Wilson Arts, downtown Wilson, and the arts in general. So, yeah. Lots of stuff to check out. So please get tickets, come see the show, support the arts, and just see a wonderful, wonderful show. There would be a link to get tickets in our show notes, and we hope to see you all at the show the next weekend. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. Word. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, oh wait, wait. So long, farewell. farewell. I'll be just saying goodbye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. As always, we want to thank you and our guests for joining us. We also want to thank Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton for providing our music. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Also, be sure to check out our website, wilsonarts.com, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WilsonArtsNC for the latest information about our events. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time.